What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode, special episode of the Moose Milk Podcast. This is episode 100. 100. 100? You say 100? Saint? Yeah. Isn't that how you say it in French? <laughs> That's not how you say it in French. Saint? I don't know. I'm not French. I don't know. I'm not French either. Well, good. Well, we've actually, established yeah, we're actually, both not French. What a good actually, episode. I think, I think I am French, but I don't know. Well, your last name would 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 make it seem like you would be, but that is true. Um, my middle name as well. My middle name is Pierre. Yeah, well, I I, I can't help you there. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, welcome everybody. This is uh uh I guess a special episode, but not a special episode because we have nothing special planned. But true. we made it to a hundred, so that's I... to be celebrated. I just remembered that it was 100 when you just said that. I forgot because you told me earlier in the week. And then yeah, I was like, yeah. oh. We That's made crazy. it. I can't believe uh, we've done this 100 times. Yeah, on? no, I mean, it doesn't feel like it's been two years and change, but it definitely has been two years and change. That's crazy. Yeah, dude. So uh, I didn't think we'd make it this far, but here we are. Still doing, the, are. Uh, still doing the same shit we did two years ago. <laughs> I'm trying to get this. Sorry, I'm trying to move myself into better frame here there we go. i like it i like it um like how are you how was your week uh it was okay it's been busy had a fucking busy week again i was busy making donuts right so, uh, wednesday that. wednesday thursday it was like right and my shift had to move to like the middle of the day so it's like you don't really get any morning you don't really get any evening it's just right. You wake up, you go to work, and yeah it kind of feels like that yeah so hey marcus what's up man marcus, marcus what's e. going on Hello. Yo, yo, um, yo. Yeah. So yeah. So uh, that kind of threw me off, and then, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of like switching between projects right now. I just finished that, you know, that secret one. So the person who is getting that, I, I can say this now. So um, Paul Sun Young Lee, who is uh, on the Mandalorian and Kim's Convenience, uh, I made a figure for him, like an X-wing pilot. And he's gonna unbox it tomorrow on his channel. I think he's already unboxed it. I'm pretty sure he has, but he's gonna open it again. I think on his uh, on his YouTube tomorrow. So I also made something else that I can't share. But see, if you would have said I'm gonna reveal this tonight, I would have been like, we have a really special fucking announcement for episode 100. <laughs> but you kept this all secret from me. So <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> yeah, we have nothing new planned except that you know, like nothing. one of your biggest except. commissions ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So unfortunately, there is a commission component that I cannot share, but uh, I all I made something else for Paul as like a little extra, and uh, yeah. So that's what I've been working on in secret, but I can't share that part. But I've been working on both figures in secret. One is just a gift from me to him. The other I was commissioned for, and uh, yeah. I'm excited. To, I'm, I'll probably post it on Monday if he's going to unbox it tomorrow night. So awesome. Awesome. Uh, yeah. You're going to put that on Instagram or YouTube? Yeah, I'll put it on Instagram probably. But I mean, I don't know. I might, I don't know. We'll see. It depends how my week goes, I guess. It'll be on Instagram at the bare minimum. Fair, 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 yeah. fair. Yeah. So they can follow you at Master of Choda. Mm -hmm, that's correct. Choda, uh... I was saying to Ryan before we got on here that, like, I wonder now they have this new thing where you can, like, put a title in. So. I was like, it'd be fun. I figured Ryan would do something safe. Yeah. We've gotten to that point. T 15 years ago, I wouldn't have felt that way. I would have been well, like, this man is a loose cannon. Who's the, a, I'm, who on, I'm, I'm on four and a half hours of sleep. 
I'm very, very tired. So I just was not in a creative moment where I was like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to put in a King Tut underneath my name or, you know, King Tut, but exactly. I said, it'd be funny if we, if we both went into it making something stupid and then the chat could vote on who has the worst, who has the better name. And then we can do a point system and we could keep track through the year. It'd be funny. We'll start that next week. Yeah, for sure. Cause I definitely won this week. Well, I mean, I wasn't we'll trying. I didn't. Says. I didn't we'll know what, what the, the game says. I know. I know. I'm just fine with you. I'm. I'm so competitive that if I knew it was a game, I would have won. <laughs> and I'm like the most uncompetitive person. So. Yeah, but you're creating the game. It's true. Uh, I made the rules without you even knowing. Yes, indeed. indeed in fairness, indeed. I didn't know I was going to be until I put my name into the sign-in thing. Well, as you can like, tell, Ooh, this is new. <laughs> we we really planned this out well, and we put yeah, a we lot of effort into this. We do really good. Actually, you did. You sent me a bunch of shit tonight. You sent me a bunch of notes. Yeah, it took so me half an hour to write. You. And these uh, photoshops I've been doing as a cover arts take about an hour a week. So, you know, there you go. An extra hour and a half work. There you go. See, he's fucking busting. He's putting his oh, yeah. nose to the grind. That's what they that's, that's what they tell me all the time. It's that Ryan, nose to the grind. Yeah, that's him. I know uh, that guy. What'd you watch this week before we dive into anything uh, meaty? Um... I watched um, not a whole lot. I finished watching that You People movie with... Uh, I just watched it. Jonah Hill. What did you think? I thought it was funny. Yeah, I liked it. I thought it was good. I mean, I'm not saying it's like the, his best work or anything, but I thought it was good, so... I um, <laughs> I hated the ending. Did you? Like yeah, like I, how they... Like how the parents get them set up or whatever? I mean, spoilers for You People. I mean, it's not really a spoiler... Yeah, that's why I kept it vague. That's why I just kept it vague. I mean, it's a comedy movie, so it's not really a spoiler-filled movie. I mean, you're not getting like... Yeah, you're not like, oh my god! Oh my god, it's a romantic comedy. They're gonna date. They're Uh, definitely not gonna end up together. Yeah, no, I I just thought it was so like generic and bland as an ending. Like, they're apart, and then fucking, you know, it just takes the parents coming together and be like, hey, we are dicks. All right, the marriage is back on, and we're married. Like... (laughs) I don't know. It's not how life Never works. Really then. Thought about it like that, but yeah, I guess that's a good point. <laughs> they were separated for like months. It's like three months <laughs> later, and then they're just like, "Yeah, let's get married on a whim." Like you guys moved out. <laughs> You're not even dating. <laughs> Stupid. But I uh, yeah, it. no, I I thought it was funny and like very awkward movie. Um, hmm. a lot of like awkward moments throughout that like, I don't know. I'm not good at awkward things. Like, I, it makes me feel awkward. So I I usually yeah. like when something really awkward in a movie pops up, I like want to fast forward through it. Cause I don't like it, but um, yeah, a lot of this movie is very awkward. Yeah. Jonah Hill's kind of an awkward guy in fairness. Yes. So. I hate his slick back hair. I can't stand it. Me too. Not a fan of his look, but no. I mean, it, whatever it's fine. Um, so yeah, so I finished that. Uh, I have been watching the Simpsons all week. Fuck man. I'm laughing my ass off. There's so many good episodes. Hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I literally haven't seen some of these episodes in, fuck, like, 25 plus years, probably. Like, it's been a long time since I've rewatched Simpsons, really. So, yeah, yeah, man, I'm fucking dying laughing. I went to go look for South Park, but it's on stupid Paramount Plus, a mountain of entertainment. I don't understand how Paramount Plus is still it's an still active thing. thing. I know. I kind of wanted to get it again just so that way I can watch South Park and um, finish watching new Beavis and Butthead that I didn't get to finish on the free trial. I uh, 
I think it just got bought again. Like I think it's getting incorporated <laughs> into something else. Like it's going to be Paramount Plus plus something else, but plus Discovery, uh, something like that. Like it's it's literally something like that. But um, I want to say it's Showtime, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. but yeah, I uh, I I I think that thing is doomed, and I just don't understand why like like Netflix or Amazon haven't stepped in and been like, just come on our shit Give it here. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. Um, and then I also watched Bad Batch this week, which was uh, surprisingly good. Actually, really enjoyed the episode. It was about a, a, I think it's actually a reoccurring character from Clone Wars. It's like a Wookiee Jedi, like a young, like a teenager Wookiee that's a Jedi. I didn't so, know that existed. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't, I didn't actually either. So, uh, but it was a really good episode. I liked it a lot. Uh, and then uh, I watched Last of Us twice. I watched, I got convinced my wife to watch it, which is fun. Now, did she watch the first two episodes or did she just no, watch that she one? She just watched that one. But she said to me tonight, she was like, Oh, if you want to watch another one of those Last of Us, I'll watch it. So maybe she's kind of into yeah. it. I was like, There's nothing beyond that at this point. Like, I'm like, You gotta, you'd have to kind of watch one or two. And then she didn't say anything about watching it. But the fact that she mentioned it is at least a good sign, I think. But no, yeah, totally. I, I'm, I'm happy she gave it a shot. Uh, she's notoriously hard to please. So. Gunji, that's his name. Marcus, he says Gunji. That's the, the Jedi. Oh, uh, nice. Jedi. Um, yeah, so anyway, so I watched that twice. And then tonight we watched, and I don't remember the name of it, but it's that new Pamela Anderson documentary. Uh, uh, I think it's like her kids made it or something like that. Yeah, it's on Netflix, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It was good. I can't bring myself to watch it. I'm sorry. That's fair. You don't like, you just not like Pamela Anderson? I didn't even know she was Canadian. Did you know that? I feel like I did, but like I don't know. It was like Baywatch was kind of before like my you, time, kind of time, like. Yeah. I, I always was... just thought she was hot. That's really where my interest started from her. But then her story is like fucking weird and crazy, and I I mean I like respectfully like I just when I when Baywatch was on, I was too young to find her attractive. Really, I yeah, was yeah, like yeah. seven or whatever. I was. I like... didn't find her attractive in Baywatch either. I mean, I was. I wasn't watching Baywatch. So yeah, and then like. Just... By the time I was like, you know, into women and shit as like an adult or teenager or whatever, like I, I don't know. I just, I moved on to other younger people. Like she was like in her forties or whatever. It was like, I don't know. So like, I never really was like, oh, she's so attractive. Like, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure she has a cool story or whatever, but, uh. I was never I like a Pam like Anderson a cool fan story or anything, but yeah, anyways, anyways, it's not like I was clamoring to watch it. Kate was put it on and I sat there and watched yeah, sure. it. Sure. Why not? Whatever. It was fine. It was yeah, fine. yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, uh, not to, uh, something that I didn't watch, but just as, as a mention, uh, we opened up uh, signups for legendary, uh, summer swap custom oh, nice. figure swap today. So, uh, signups are live today until the 24th of February. So if any customizers are interested, uh, just hit us up at Legendary Secret Swap on Instagram. Just shoot us a DM. That's Legendary Secret Swap. Legendary Secret Swap. Uh, man, we are so good at this. <laughs> um, man, we are podcaster deluxes. That's what we are. That, that's the one thing about you people that I appreciated is that uh, he wants to be a podcaster. And I'm like, hey, it's it's me and Matt. <laughs> Great. Um, uh, that's funny. Yeah, I mean, I, I had a really rough week. So I. Uh, yeah, I was just going to say, yeah, I know you had a not so good week this week. My uh, my anxiety has not been good this week. I had a massive anxiety attack today. So um, 
I watched a shit ton of Jeopardy. I've watched, I, I don't know, like 22 episodes this week, probably of Jeopardy. Uh, I, I love Jeopardy. Like Jeopardy's always been one of my favorite shows, but um, uh, I haven't stuck with it since Alex, Alex Trebek died. Uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't mind. Um, fuck. What's his name? The, the guy host that the doesn't guy who have, was, Yeah. I know you're talking about. I don't know. His name, um, but. I don't mind him, but like, I can't stand what's her face from big bang theory. Uh, Maya or whatever the fuck her name is. I can't think of it, but, uh, I think she's a terrible host. So whenever she's hosting, I'm just I like, You're I'm not right. into it. But when he hosts, I'm like, yeah, he's good. So, nice, um, nice. yeah. So I don't know. These were all episodes he hosted from this year. So I just went on like a Jeopardy binge. And oh, then yeah. uh, I watched another season of Friends. And nice. that's basically it. I watched you people. I played a little Dead Space. Nice. Uh, obviously, last of Oh, and uh, Australian Survivor. The new season of Australian Survivor mm. started. So uh, it's good. Uh for people that don't know, it's like not a survivor that takes place in Australia. It's the Australian version of survivors. So it's like different hosts, different, all Australian cast, um, airs in Australia. It doesn't take place in Australia. No, 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 no. Where do they go? Like Kansas or like (laughs) (laughs) Kansas. Gotta survive the dairy farms. mate. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. So this one is in, uh, Samoa. Is it? No. I don't remember. Ah, fuck. I want to say it's yeah. Samoa, but I don't think it is. Okay. I, I can't remember where this season takes place, but they've been all over. Like it's always like That's tropical cool. islands and shit like that. Like basically yeah, yeah, the sure. same as the American survivor does is they hop gotcha. island to island. It's so just a different like people, like cast and everybody. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a different, a little bit different of a game. It's a lot longer. There's a lot more people. Gotcha. Um, episodes are longer. There's more of them a week. It's, it's, it's good because you actually get to know the people and there's a lot more strategy and shit involved on the show rather than the nice. American, which is like truncated into an hour episode a week. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. I really recommend it. It's been way better and way superior than the American version for like six, seven years. So, uh, Dope. yeah, it's really good. But other than that, I didn't, uh, I didn't watch too much. I've, uh, just going through a complete mental breakdown. So, you know, it's good. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, awesome. Terrible. No, it's great. Uh, it's been fucking freezing here. Like, yeah, you guys been... cold. Yeah, that sucks, man. That fucking sucks. About negative twenty every single day this week. So, oh. yeah, it's it's not been uh, this week. It's supposed to be warm. Nobody be worried about global warming. Just don't, let's not worry about it because you know this week it's supposed to be eight totally, degrees. This is totally normal. Yeah, it's From February twenty to eight degrees. It's good. It's good. I mean, there was a weather station in like, I, th- I want to say it was on like Mount Washington or something like that. And it, w- it was registering negative 100 degree wind, wind chill. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, nobody be worried. It's fine. We're yeah, all this good. This is totally normal. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, on that fucked. note, yeah, it's uh, the world's not crumbling beneath us. It's great. It is great. Um, What do you want to start is with? in The Last of Us. You want to start with The Last of Us? Mm-hmm. Uh, so Last of Us Episode 3. Spoilers, 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 spoilers. Um, what did you think? The shit was fucking sad, man. It, you yeah. piqued my interest immediately. So this is what I got on Sunday night. I got a text from, well, it's like a message from Ryan. And he says, I, I'll, I'm paraphrasing, but basically something along the lines of the fact that he's been bawling his eyes out for hours after watching this show. I fucking I'm like, me. what the fuck? What the fuck? So I was like, I, all right, I'm definitely intrigued now. So like, I mean, I was intrigued anyways, after last week's episode, like I was 
um, I was like pretty ready for the next one. But yeah, so I was going to watch it on Sunday night. I didn't get home. I didn't have time. Uh, so I ended up watching it Monday night. And yeah, man, it was fucking sad and tragic. And it was really good. It was so well done. And it's just like every aspect of it's well done. And there's you still get that little touch of like lighthearted comedy bits in it. Like the, some parts that will make you chuckle. Totally. And um, but yeah, it was really fucking sad. It was amazing, though. Such a great episode. What did you think? Obviously, you thought. <laughs> I mean, a the show's ten out of ten. Like the show is incredibly yeah, really done. It's it's one of my. I think it's going to be one of the best shows ever made. Period. Like I think this is a top ten show, probably by the end of its run. Um, it wrecked me. The show, the episode wrecked me. I, I cried for literally an hour and a half after the episode. Like I was, I was a mess. And um, yeah, it bothers me that. It's getting so much fucking review bombs and bullshit yeah, from that's people annoying. online. I can't stand I people. Me too. Um, people that are upset about this, I don't understand because this is Me part either. of the this is part of the story of the game as well. So, if you're a fan of the game, you knew this was coming. Now it's not as fleshed out as this, but you know that from the game that Bill is a gay character who lost his gay partner. Um, it has none of this backstory that's involved in the episode, which we'll dive into in a minute, but it's very much, you're very aware of the situation. So people that are upset that this is some kind of like modern, Oh, we have to have a gay character bullshit. Yeah, like, like this woke thing or something. Yeah. Right? Like, like you, then you clearly didn't play the game or yeah. I don't know. You were blind to it. Like the game has many gay characters and many straight characters and, I don't know why this is a fucking issue for people. It's 2023. Fucking grow up. I know. Marcus E says review bombs. I thought most people have been loving it so far. That's unfortunate. Yeah, I think there's just a group of people who have been giving it one star reviews all over the place and just like but yeah, I think I think the the general like census from not even just the fan base, but like or not, I mean, I guess the hardcore fans clearly are. I mean, I guess I shouldn't say that because some aren't. You're a hardcore fan and you love this. Okay, well, the thing is, right, is I mean, well, I can get, I can pull up the, I don't know where I have it here, but um, I sent it to my friend earlier this week, uh, the review bomb thing. I want to say I saw it like yesterday when I was scrolling through something. It's basically just trolls. They're just fucking losers. I, I might have deleted it. Um, it was. I want to say it was on IMDb that it had like. 30% people giving it a 10 out of 10 and then like 30% of people giving it as a one out of 10. Like it was just like, fuck this show, blah, 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 blah. Like it's woke. It's, it's fucking the same typical shit that they have to have gay characters and gay telling this gay love story and blah, 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 blah. Regardless, I fucking hate people. I'm a huge fan of the game and I'm not going to get into spoilers, but like the second game has very much, um, a gay character arc within it. And, that was a part of the reason why that game was so like, uh, I don't know, disruptive when it came out. There's so many people that loved it. And then there was a lot of people that were like, Oh my God, this again, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. So I'm for one, like I've always, I'm tell me your story. And if it, if it, if I can compelling and I can relate to it, then I don't care if the character's gay, straight, whatever. It doesn't bother me. And, um, I don't know. Like for me, this episode, like I relate to Bill. 
I, I, yes. I'm when I, I watched this, I thought of you with as Bill for sure. I am Bill you. outside of being a gay man. Like, I love the idea of an apocalypse, I don't like people very much. <laughs> I, I would enjoy being alone and doing my own thing like i don't have his um ability with like weapons and yeah, setting he's up crazy yeah like setting up like a, a bunker and like booby traps and guns i love how and... everyone just gets set on fire <laughs> yeah it was awesome <laughs> yeah but, so amazing um like obviously i don't have that skill set i'm not i'm not a gun guy in any stretch of the imagination but i i've always been obsessed with the idea of like if zombies took over I would be, I, 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 w- I wouldn't mind. Like, obviously I'd be sad losing my family <laughs> and friends, but like, I don't like humanity. I feel like people are so like. Someone needs to clip that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm not heartless in a way of like, obviously. I know, you're I, know you're, I know what you're trying to say. Yeah. It's like, just the fact, I know it's just like, we talk about this a lot. Cause it's like, it like people, like humanity as a whole right now is just frustrating. Right. It's just like, it's yeah it's crazy it's craziness like i don't even want to get into it because it'll just it's a whole yeah. fucking thing but like people are nuts and like it's people just like, need to chill the fuck out and just move on like you don't like something then just ignore it like how long is like like that's always been the case why yes. waste your energy on something that you have no plan and watching like if it doesn't speak to you that's cool then just move well, on to the next thing exactly exactly what i was just gonna say is like just move on like yeah. nothing is that upsetting in a television show or a movie or a video game or a book or like if you don't like it that's fine not everything is for everybody there's tons of music yeah. there's tons of movies i don't like there's tons of shows i don't like or i will never even give an opportunity to game yeah. of thrones is one of the biggest shows in the world it's not for me yeah. guess what i just don't watch it yeah same here like i i don't I don't get why people have to be so fucking uh, like angry about things, but like the humanity aspect of it is just like, I I'm not that guy that like loves being at like huge massive events of people or like, I, I don't enjoy like the selfishness of, of humanity and like the commercialism of like the world and money and like all that stuff. Like I've never been that type of person. So like if, the infrastructure of the world fell where like we're back to like a bartering system. We're back to like, we get what we need and we're surviving off whatever. And like, I'd be totally okay with that. Well, I mean, I wouldn't, but, um, but also like, I feel like I would do terribly in a, I would die immediately. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) Like I, I, I have, I love the idea of it, but like, I don't know how anything works. You think I'm going to go farm? Come on. I'd be dead within a week. <laughs> These zombies would be fucking chewing my fat ass immediately. Uh, that's so fucking funny. Marcus E says, some people get mad over nothing and try to be slick about their criticism. It's woke. I feel like people who get mad at that sort of thing share the same brain cell. They use the same fucking arguments over and over like touch grass. Yeah, man. I agree. Totally agree. I, um, I agree. And most of the times they contradict it when it goes against their beliefs. It's just like, it's crazy. People are nuts, man. People are like, it's just like, I, you know, and again, like, I don't want to draw the attention to it, but it's like, I think of like the Snyder verse stuff like that. And I'm just like, oh my God, like guys, what we can get into that when we go into DC stuff. But like, it's, it's crazy. Like people are like, 
people are crazy. <laughs> I, just, I just look at it as if something doesn't speak to you, maybe it wasn't made for you and that's fine. Yeah. yeah. It's somebody with a different perspective. And if you can't open yourself up to somebody's different viewpoint of the world, like that's on you, that's not on them. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, I don't know. I was very emotionally moved by this episode because I totally could put myself in Bill's shoes and um, I've always had that mindset. And then having the, the opposing viewpoint come into your life, like him meeting Frank and him kind of altering Bill's viewpoint on the world. Like it's okay to need people. It's okay to keep things looking well, even though the world is gone, like we still have to move on and and live and be happy ourselves. And um, him realizing that like this beautiful steak dinner is only good because now he gets to share it with somebody rather than being mm-hmm. alone. And like, I could totally get, I could see that viewpoint in it. And in it, um, yeah, it, it, I found it moving. I, I bawled my eyes out. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely cried both times. I watched it. Like, it's just, it's uh, like I said before, it's like, it's tragic. Like, it's like, it's, yeah. you know, you see this guy in bill who's just unmovable. And then all of a sudden, like after being alone for four years or whatever, it's yeah. Like it's crazy what like loneliness can do to people too, right? And it's totally. just like, yeah, it's it's uh, yeah, it's it's crazy, man. And it's just like I like that the story progresses. Like, like I like that we kept jumping forward in time where it kind of like made sense and stuff like that. And it was cool to be able to spend like you know almost twenty years with these characters in like you know in an hour, right? And yeah. And I yeah. like that it showed like at the beginning he's happy about it. Like he's yeah, he's getting yeah. the boat, he's getting gas, he's like yes, he's you know, whistling it. and singing and having a good time. And he's like, Yeah, this is what I've always wanted. And then he doesn't realize the stuff that he's missing out on, and like because he's never experienced it. And like whether it was a, a guy that came into his life or a woman that comes into his life, yeah. like the story is the same thing. It's it's yes, a beautiful love right. story that I don't know, like I, I, I just found really touching and like I love that it also showed their differences. Like they have a huge argument. That's part of a relationship. People are not always going to agree. And I feel like most like romantic comedies or romantic movies, everything's always perfect. You know, it's always happy days after happy days and getting to do all these things. And it's like, no, a real relationship, there's problems, there's issues. You talk things out. You, you kind of have to meet somebody halfway on certain things. And like, I like that they showed that. Yeah. Well, I like that. It um, they kind of he kind of references that at the end too. Uh, uh, Frank kind of references like he's like he's like I've had a lot of bad days. I've had a lot of bad days with you. Yeah. You know. So it's like it just shows, right? That's not always. And the thing is, is like that would be hard because again, they are diametrically different people. Very. Like you know what I mean? It's like to find love in whatever they do have is like it's really touching. It's nice. It's a great. It's such a nice story, and like honestly, like I loved getting to go through the process with them and watch them get older, and like even how it all ended with with them. Um, like man, I was fucking, and then like when uh, at the end when Ellie reads the letter, yeah. I was just like bawling my ass out. Same, like, same. So fucking sad, man. And I I like the twist it has where you see um you see bill get shot at that when that raid comes and you think oh no this is this is where it's gonna it's gonna turn sad it's gonna turn sad is bill's gonna be the one that's handicapped and and frank's gonna be taking care of him but that's not the case is we see bill makes a full recovery and frank ends up having some kind of 
you know, cancer disability or, or right? cancer or MS or whatever that, you yeah. know, whatever the situation is where, you know, he's not able to function, you know, his legs aren't working. He's having a hard time moving. He's in a wheelchair and, and it's, it's Bill taking care of him. And um, this is all not part of the game, which is very fascinating mm. is when you in the game, you, you play as Joel, obviously, and you get to Bill's headquarters and Frank has already died. You never meet Frank in the game. Um, mm. You meet Bill, Bill's still alive in the game. You, you know, you get some, I think weapons and, and uh, the truck, or I don't remember exactly. You get some stuff from him in the game and um, you find a note. Ellie finds a note from Frank that basically cusses Bill out and says like, I wanted to leave this fucking dump and you wouldn't come with me. And like, this is why I killed myself and blah, blah, oh, blah, blah, crazy. blah. Yeah. Like they're not on good terms at that point in the relationship. Yeah. And um, Frank has basically decided to hang himself. So that's, yeah. So that's how he dies in the game. And like none of this like loving backstory ever gets explained or shown. Um, so this was all adapted for the show and like, um, yeah, it's, it, it was excellently done. I loved it. I agree. And the actors who played like, uh, so um, I can't remember the guy who plays Frank. Uh, I, I want to say some Bartlett something. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, right um, and then Offerman, Nick Offerman plays, uh, plays Bill and it's just so well done. Fuck. Yeah, it was good. I like that flashback too, where they have Tess and Joel over and like Bill sitting at the table with his gun basically like out. <laughs> yeah. But it also, I like that, it, um, Bill could, could like see the reflection in, um, Tess and, and Joel, like, he realizes that there's a romantic pairing between Tess and Joel and yeah. Bill sees eye to eye with Joel where Joel's not in this for a romance. He's not in this uh, to play like this, like house type setting, right? Like Joel's there to be serious and to tra yeah. trade and, so, and, and to just, yeah. survive. And Tess yeah. is there that she relates to Frank where like, it's okay building a world and trying to make everything. Well, she even says that she's like, even if nothing happens here, just to get out, this is amazing. Like kind of thing. Yeah, right? totally. Like, totally um hold on i'm trying to look it up right now but um he was on the tonight show the other night uh murray bartlett murray bartlett there it is um yeah so like uh diving into like the joel and ellie aspect of it is we didn't spend much time with our main characters this mm -hmm. week it was very much a side but story the time but... we did get to spend was pretty good though well, you can t you can slowly see that Joel's starting to see Ellie as, you know, his 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 family. Like he's yeah. starting to protect her. He's starting to show those like fatherly instincts of like, you know, the mass grave that they come across at the beginning. Like yeah. I don't want you to see this, and she's like, no, I'm fine. And then when she actually sees it, she's a little fucked up by it. And yeah, yeah. Um, Ellie not understanding like a seatbelt, you know, something yes, that he like totally that. that was an awesome scene. Yeah, like, like it's something... like a spaceship. He's like, no, it's like a shitty Chevy. <laughs> exactly. It's like these are the things that you take for granted with somebody totally. that you know has grown up without cars, without technology. They don't understand what they they lost because they were never part of it. I love the uh, repeat use of the Linda Ronstadt song too. That was really nice. And when it came on at the end, uh, the first time I watched it, I started bawling again. <laughs> uh that, that that is one thing that's a huge part of the game is music like is it yeah not only the soundtrack of like the the musician uh gustavo santanella or San, San, i can't pronounce his last name but he does the soundtrack to the game but they do 
like incorporate a lot of talk about music of like ellie not understanding what she's missed out on really of of you know she's there's a scene where she's in a record store going through records and she's like so people just used to come here and buy these things like she does not really understanding like the things she's missed out on and like slowly throughout the game joel pushes like musical knowledge and taste onto her and she kind of starts appreciating that kind of shit so that's cool yeah so like it's it's also a big part of the game and um you can see that they're incorporating that into the show you know nice nice yeah no i yeah this week was great like i really have no nothing bad to say about it it was really really awesome so yeah i can't wait for next well tomorrow's episode i uh yeah Seems like we're probably going to be in for a bit more action tomorrow. I feel like because I feel like this one was a bit soft on that, even though the story was really awesome. But I feel yeah, like- I mean, outside of that big raid that is on the compound there, um, that part's crazy, man. Yeah, that's awesome. got all those flamethrowers going and like like lighting these people up on setting them on fire. Exactly. Holy fuck, dude! Nightmare Hello, films, Nightmare films. fellas. How's it going? Um. Yeah. No. I. Uh, I. That scene was brutal, and it was like without frank kind of interrupting uh bill outside like bill probably wouldn't have got shot yeah but because like i love that aspect of him like dragging him inside and be like really calm and bill thinks he's dying he's like oh call joel call joel and it's like like, tell me about the list tell me about the list yeah like he's calming him down he's he's taking care of shit and like frank's frank's okay at that doing that stuff and and bill automatically thinking that he's like the caregiver and he's like no no i got you man like I'll take care of you. So yeah, I love that. But yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I, I, I love the booby traps. I love how he's got all these like alarms and flamethrowers set up and like, God, I wish I had a bunker like that. I would love to have a bunker like that. Not necessarily like the weapon aspect, but just having like the secure underground facility where I could go to. And like, I would, I would totally dig on that. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be pretty dope for sure. I'd definitely be into something like that myself just but also like and... that beginning part where you see the military kind of like searching the town yes um oh shit look who's in the house what like up, boy? Boy? um th- like him hiding with like the secret um like whatever it was the like bomb the, shelter and... thing where it goes under where it comes off like it's furniture and it like yeah lifts like, off like, and, like it was like an end table it. or something yeah. like that you could just lift up and like there's stairs underneath i've always been obsessed with the idea of like secret passages in a house like i love that yeah that's cool like a fucking bookshelf you can move and there's like a secret yep. room behind it or like anything like that i'm like fuck i wish i had customs stranded customs built that it's like a bookshelf and you push it and it opens into his nerd room that's fucking awesome i know it's so sweet if i ever win the lottery like i will have a house that has secret rooms because have you ever so seen fun. have you ever seen those things on instagram where people like build like lego into their wall and then you like can open this little door and you look in and it's like a whole world of like I lego did. inside yeah so oh awesome so yeah dope. i don't know yeah. i just I, I i love secret rooms I, I find it awesome so anything like that i'm like fuck yeah Mikey boy says this episode was great. Got me in the feels for sure. Excited for tomorrow's episode. Yeah, me too. I don't know if I'm going to get it. Sunday nights are hard for me. So I don't know if I'll get to it tomorrow, but I'll get to it Monday or Tuesday. I'll definitely be watching it tomorrow. I, um, also, uh, wait, what's the fifth? Yeah. So, uh, the new season of you starts this week, I believe too, on Netflix. Mm-hmm. So I'm going nice. to dive into that. And then, uh, that was the one Mikey boy suggested, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Nice. So I, I binged those three seasons and I think that starts on the ninth nice and uh 
we're only like two weeks away from Ant-Man. Shit. Yeah, we are. Oh my God. It's coming quick, bud. Did you get tickets? Yep. Thursday night. Yeah, so I'm seeing it Saturday, but we can still do the pod Saturday night if that works for you. Yeah. And uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So that week we'll do uh, episode five and Ant Man. That's correct, sir. Um, that is correct. Okay, do you want to hop into this DC news and stuff? Let's talk about DC. All right, so That's I got my a favorite sh- topic. Shit ton of notes here. I'm gonna let you lead the way because I barely paid attention. Like all I could see is. One half people being excited, another half being pissed that Zack Snyder's gone, and a bunch of shit about how one thing is good by one group and one thing is shit by the other. So I'll let you take the lead, and I'll just give you my commentary as we move along. So, Well, first off, I'm going to say, like... Me too, Marcus. Even though I don't collect MCU anymore, I still like seeing the figures. I hope we get Guardians in their blue jumpsuits. I, I'm, I'm going to start by saying I think this is a mess. Like, I think... Yeah. They should have waited until they had a really fucking solid, cohesive plan to do any type of announcements. I think they're announcing this way too early. Um, We're two years out from any real DCU movies or shows. Um, I'll get into the, the details of it in a second, but like, I really feel like this is a really misguided start. Um, There's so many instances within um James Gunn's like video that he posted or whatever that he's like, all right, now this, this is part of the DCU, but it's not really part of the DCU. And then this is a start of the DCU, but this is a real start of the DCU. And it's like, you guys are still doing the same shit. You have no fucking cohesion here. Like you really needed to hammer this down because that, that is where the DCEU failed miserably of saying like, we don't have a cohesive story. We do not have a plan in place. These things are connected, but they're not connected. And it's just, I, I still think it's a huge mess, but... I have to go put my dog to bed. Can you just continue? I'll, I'll I will. I'll keep you in my earphone, but I'm going to mute myself, so... No worries. Um, so, basically, uh, DCU is doing a thing, basically, they're calling their phases, like the MCU uh, chapters. So, we're getting chapter one called uh, Gods and Monsters. Um, it's going to consist of at least five movies and five TV shows starting in 2025 till approximately 2027. Uh, but a lot of these movies and shows have no release dates uh, for the fact that basically James Gunn said they do not want to set release dates for these movies until they have a script, they have a director in place, they have a cast in place. They know that they're going to make that that date so they don't have to shift things. So this movie very or this phase could very well go into like 2028, 2029, like who knows. Um but basically, they're going to continue with what they have already planned. So Shazam 2, The Flash, Blue Beetle, and Aquaman 2 are all still slated for this year. They're all still coming out. Um, and The Flash is going to be basically the big reset to transfer the DCEU into the DCU with Which Flashpoint. Which was going to be coming. Totally. We've been saying that forever, right? So Yeah, yeah. Um, the door isn't closed on Ezra Miller being part of the DCU, which that's I, up. I, I we both found very astounding of how yeah, that's up. ridiculous that is. Um, basically, James Gunn said more or less that The Flash is the best superhero film that's ever been made, and that Ezra Miller is committed to rehab and is doing well in rehab, and that we're not we're not counting them out of the future of the DCU. Um, 
more or less Ezra's committed to recovery and that we'll see what where you know time takes us basically um i'm assuming they want to see a what the flash does and theatrically uh you know profit wise before they say what what they're going to do but this was the par- perfect opportunity in my opinion to cut ties with Ezra Miller and move on and i just don't understand why they're so so stuck to them or yeah. stuck to them sorry well i understand why because to redo that it would cost like they pretty they've already spent all this money and they you'd have to just pretty much ditch it because he's in like everything no he's but in, i mean put the movie out and then all right he's out they're they're out oh well maybe they're saying that just to i mean that's the thing is they could just be playing that role now because like a it looks sympathetic to ezra being in in rehab like if he was in rehab and they're like after the flash he's gone it's like that could look negatively on them even though what he has done what ezra has done is way worse like it's worth cutting ties but you know he's on the rebound so like it might look bad on them and at this point they're probably not looking for any negative attention but that'd be my that would be my guess because the thing is is then it could come out and be like all right peace out buddy go back yeah i um i mean i mean that very well could be the case but yeah I think that they're just if if the flash is as good as they're saying it's going to be, I think they're in a sticky situation where they're gonna go, Noel, we finally got a big hit on our hands. Do we really want to cut ties with this actor? And yeah. um Oh yeah. That, that might be it too. They may be just waiting and seeing. So um I wanted to bring mention this. Uh Marcus says the plans for DCU looks promising, but I want to see what's up with casting. Um yeah, so it's interesting for me because as somebody who d- honestly does not give a fuck about any DC stuff. Like none of this news even like really penetrated me at all. It was just like, it kind of like, I kind of saw little bits and pieces bouncing off of social media and stuff, but like, yeah, I don't really have any opinion at all on it. Like to me, I'm just going to wait. Cause like, I like James Gunn's movies. So like, I can imagine that I'll probably enjoy these more than I'll enjoy the previous DC movies. I would imagine like, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm kind of just at the point where like, like, I don't really care what they do because as long as they're doing something, maybe it'll push Marvel to do something better than they're currently doing. I agree with you um, there. Like I said yeah. that to my friend is, uh, competition is good. And if DC actually gives, uh, the MCU real competition, then we're only going to get better films because of it. So yeah. that that's good. Um, but yeah, no, I, my overall feeling of this whole announcement was it didn't move the needle for me almost at all. Like I, I I'm, I'm a huge Batman fan. And that was the only piece that came out of this where I was like, Ooh, I'm interested in that movie. The, the Batman that happens in the Elseworlds or whatever. That's like the off Canon universe, right? So they're keeping the Batman uh, with Robert Pattinson as yes. the else elsewhere's Elseworlds version of the Batman. Yes. But they're also doing their own Batman movie within. The right. DCU. I did hear that. Something with him in like Robin or something. Right. Right. So we'll get to that in a second. But um, so there's going to be five shows or announced shows. There could be more. Obviously, we're going to get Peacemaker 2 in there. So there will be more at some point. But the five shows announced and I'll just ramble these off and then you can um, you can say whatever you need to say about them. Um, so the first show was announced was, uh, creature commandos. It's an animated seven episode series. Um, a bunch of characters that like are, I don't know, pretty random in my opinion, but like Rick flag senior weasel from, uh, suicide squad, Frankenstein, bride of Frankenstein, and a few other characters I had never even heard of. Um, Uh, sorry, is this animated? Did you say? Yeah. 
the animation didn't look great to me. I mean, I'm sure it's still pretty early, but um, yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to see it. I'm not going to watch it. I don't like animated shit. So like, yeah, this, you're not this, an animated guy. this does nothing for me. Um, the Peacemaker spinoff show about Amanda Waller, just called Waller, is uh, going to continue the Peacemaker s- story from season one. Um, so is that Peacemaker season two then? No. So this is a spinoff show off mm-hmm. outside of it. Um, so clearly Peacemaker is still going to be a part of the DCU. And this Waller, like Amanda Waller is going to be a part of whatever they want to do with the new DCU. But um, Peacemaker season two is still coming, but nothing was ta- discussed about it. So I'm assuming it's at least next year, if not farther off. Mm-hmm. Um, True Detective, which, uh, you know, it was already a, a series oh, that... Uh, Waller takes place between the Suicide Squad and Peacemaker season. Okay. Gotcha. Um, True Detective, which is supposed to be a Green Lantern's uh, story about space cops investigating a terrifying mystery. Mm. Um, it sounds in it like an interesting idea. I'm not a huge Green Lantern guy or anything, but it sounds like it could be an intriguing series. Like True Detective was already a really good series that existed. Um, so it's weird that they're calling it True Detective, even though that was a separate, complete show. But oh, it's actually called True Detective. Yeah, apparently. Um, but yeah, no, like I, if it's actually like a good, like investigative, you know, cop storyline, I could get into that. But like the Green Lantern thing doesn't do anything for me. But interesting. Oh, oh it's called Lanterns. Okay, okay. There you go. maybe I didn't it see was that. inspired by True Detective. Maybe That's... gotcha. Um. So then there's another series called Paradise Lost, which is a prequel series to Wonder Woman taking place on um, uh, Themyscira. Mm, Um, I saw that. It's supposed to be like the origin story of the island and, um, you know, that whole that whole thing. So um, I find that a really confusing choice, but they say it's supposed to be like kind of Game of Thronesy in some aspects. Yeah. I don't know. To me, the fact that Wonder Woman's not really a part of any of this is bewildering to me. But um, yeah, that's fair. That does that show does nothing for me. Like, I, I mean, maybe it'll be great, but not not up my alley. Um, and then the last one was called Booster Gold. Uh, mm, about a comedic I know who Booster Gold is a, a comedic, character. I mean, yeah, a comedic imposter syndrome style hero who finds a superhero tech while working as a janitor. Um, it's supposed to be more of a comedy style show but uh again does nothing for me it doesn't interest me in the least and then we got some movies uh the real kickoff to chapter one of the dcu is supposed to be superman legacy coming july 11th 2025 um although some of these shows uh, he said this is the kickoff to the dcu and then this is supposed to be like i don't know i don't know what's coming first and i don't know what the actual true kickoff will be of chapter one but this is the first movie of chapter one in any rate um they want to bring superman back to kind of his actual like kind of origins of actually being like a good guy american i don't know style like family kansas boy like not uh zach snyder's version of this like darker you know whatever aggressive superman so it sounds like they really want to bring him back to his like good old boy type storyline um you boy yeah exactly um the yeah, author- yeah exactly the authority <laughs> is another movie that they're doing um it sounds basically like suicide squad to me so i don't really understand it but 
yeah, superhero group that's not afraid to assert their unique and often violent methods of protecting the planet. Okay, so it's Suicide Squad. Great. Don't know. Yeah, I think it's hard. Like, I think I feel like it's pretty. I mean, we can go through this, but I feel like it's very unfair to like. Because I mean, you're not a big DC guy either, really, right? Like, you like Batman and outside of Batman, no. But yeah. So I can imagine because it's like you know with Marcus being excited, like Marcus, Marcus, you must obviously know a bit about like a fair bit about DC stuff or have some history with it, like you know because it seems again because it seems like you know there is a lot of deep cuts here clearly because it's like a lot of stuff that like I have never even heard of before. So yeah, I, I mean maybe this stuff will all be great. I'm not saying it won't be. Like I, I if if they put out a trailer and it looks awesome, then like I'm I'm in. I'll watch it, but. None of this like moved the needle for me in yeah, any same way. Because... Thing here. But I, but what I, sorry, where I was kind of going with that was like again, like especially with James Gunn, like you can never discount him from that because look oh, at yeah. Guardians. Well, I remember a... starting to read Guardians a year before the movie came out because I knew it was coming, and I was like, "This is what we're getting a movie of." Like, oh, okay. And then we got yeah. it, and I was like, "Whoa, this is fucking amazing." So like James Gunn is uh, he's writing the Superman legacy movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not for sure that he's directing it. It sounds like they're trying like Warner Brothers slash the DC people are trying to push him to direct the movie as well. But um, as of right now, he's like, I'm not signed on to direct it. And we're just kind of looking at our options type thing. So. Um... Interesting. OK, that's interesting. The Authority is a Wildstar Image Comics team. They're incorporated into DC during the early 2010s. Uh, they're compared to the boys or the elite a bit more. I don't know who the elite is, but that's cool. That's pretty cool. So that could be kind of fun, maybe. Yeah, I mean, if it's good, great. Uh, the boys is awesome. I don't know if we need is another that show. That's... Image. I think it is Image. I'm pretty sure Image is the one that got folded in because that was where, um, what's that? other? The Wildcats came from. They were Image Comics. And didn't got I didn't uh, guy with the red bandana mask thing. I don't know. You do you remember that show, Ryan? On Fo- it was a cartoon on Fox, I think, when we were kids. Wild Wildcats, I think it was called. Not Thundercats. No. No, that's, I, it was like Spartan I... and yeah. Anyway, but I think they got bought by DC. I think that's what I think that's what Marcus is referring to. Um. Yeah. No. I. I doesn't ring a bell, but. I know it could be great, like I said, but I'll wait until I see something. Yeah, same from here. It. I'll wait same until way. I see a trailer and make a decision at that point. We already have the boys, and the boys is excellent. So I don't know yeah, if we need the boys another is excellent. thing that's the boys ish. But um, so yeah, the next movie is Batman, re- the Batman reboot, uh, The Brave and the Bold. Um, it's going to take place after Bruce Wayne and Talia Al Ghul have a son, Damien, who's basically like the Robin. And. Yep uh kind of i guess examine bruce wayne's relationship with his son and his son being trained uh in the league of shadows and um you know all that stuff i i don't know it sounds it sounds like a really interesting idea for a movie um i've always been surprised that like none of these new batman movies have incorporated robin in any like real way and he's such a huge part of the the batman yeah like um I was very shocked that like it's it's not as I mean they kind of touched on it in the last um Christopher Nolan movie, but um he was never actually Robin. I mean he was a cop, but um right. 
yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, this is the movie that seems like the most compelling to me, but I still find it really bizarre that they're going to have two different Batman going on at the same time that are not interconnected, that one's elsewhere, one's part of the... De- like, it just mm-hmm. seems like such a fucking mess. Yeah, yeah. I I, uh, I mean, it is weird, but I feel like a lot of it is because there's so much hostility towards it right now. I feel like they're wanting to just get out in front of it and try to put something on the table. Because the thing is, even if they've been working at it day and night since they came on, they've really only been on board for like two months right yeah it hasn't been that long so it's like you know a lot you're right how you were saying earlier how it reminds you of like old dc because i remember when dc got like one hit like i remember when wonder woman was like a hit and then all of a sudden it was like here's this new project coming here's this new project coming here's this new project coming we got this coming and it was like five new dc things a week and nothing ever came to, to fruition so it's like yeah, I would say urge. I would urge them to walk cautiously, but they might just be at the point where they're like, "We need to put something out there just to kind of shut some of these people up." Because like, I agree. But they probably is now probably back store backfired because wasn't there like didn't like fire James Gunn trend that day like fucking crazy. So I see both sides there. Like I I agree with you. The DC's biggest problem or the DCU or whatever is that they have done this so many times already where they're like announce a shit ton of stuff. Yep. None of it ever comes out. Okay. We're rebooting it. Then they yep. don't have like a cohesive story idea. Then things get delayed. Then things get pushed. Things get canceled. Now it's like they're on their like kind of third rethinking of this universe. And it's just like, guys, you got it. You got to nail it this time or you're going to yeah. be in big trouble. Yeah, um, it's true. Especially with having like a notable name kind yes. of like who's familiar in that playground. Like, taking the lead right like but yeah, also it's true if that drops and they're, they're in trouble for sure but like also what happens if say uh, new like warner brothers ceos or whatever take ownership of of like oh, are yeah. they going to shift again that possibility yeah. Yeah, yeah like oh the first whatever let's say superman legacy comes out and it's it's it does okay or it doesn't do great like oh are they going to immediately pull the plug on this and go hey we're revamping the dcu again like it's just I don't have faith that they're going to carry through on their plan at all. So it's like mm-hmm. it's hard to get excited about things that are potentially three, four years Not, away. Yeah, and and potentially won't even be here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Marcus E says Mar- I think it's adapting Grant Morrison's uh, Batman and Robin Run. I love how these projects are taking inspiration from specific source material. And yeah, uh, he did announce that he has like a five uh, five member like brain trust basically that is like. Um, helping making sure that this is all part of the interconnected universe and it like he's re- he's relying on these people for their like story um expertise and stuff like that so um that part's aspect like that that aspect of it's really good he's got people that were writing on a bunch of like pretty famous shows and um from different areas of the universe so it's kind of hard to hate these decisions so early on but also had to put so much faith in gun uh, or so much faith. Gunn is taking inspiration from the comics and he's prioritizing the story and connectivity. And I do agree with that. There's one person that obviously understands uh, working with a massive corporation, working with uh, interconnected worlds, yep. um, making sure that the directors and the story writers have their time and patience mm, with point. what they want to do. Like it's going to be James Gunn. Yeah. Um, so, to says, me, so to me, it doesn't seem as random as it did in the previous regime. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Not yet. That's, like I said, that's also fair. Uh, we're very early in this, and they're Gotta laying something. 
before maybe putting your faith into it or something? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I, I mean, I think they're laying out the, the groundwork for it, and that's great. Um, but like I said, we're years away. Yeah. And my worry is, like, the cinematic world is definitely different than it was in 2008 mm -hmm. or 2012 when James Gunn was putting out the original Guardians movie. Like, yeah, very true. Uh, we're we're 10 years on from that that world where everything was coming out was a huge hit. Yeah. And not everything now is a huge hit. And especially with over the last couple of years, you're seeing movies. And with that, the fatigue, right? You're kind of, you are well, seeing, regardless of if anyone wants to say it's true or not, man, the, the general pub, population is tiring on this kind of stuff for sure. Right. So now you're looking at 2025. Like, I don't know. In 2025, yeah. are we still going to be excited about these projects? Is people still going to be willing to go see another rendition of Batman, another rendition of Superman? Um, who knows, like what the theatrical experience will be like by then mm -hmm. if, if theaters yeah, yeah. are still around? Like, there's so many things that could change, and these movies aren't yes, going to be agree. 90 million dollar movies. These are probably going to be 200 million dollar movies. So if they don't come back and make bank, is yeah, is then what? You know, are they going to pull the plug on this again? And it's like I don't know, man. There's a lot, there's a lot to live up to. Yeah. Yeah. Marcus says the bar is set pretty high from the MCUs. There's lots to live up to. And um I I don't know. I I we'll see. We'll see. But uh, and I just don't care. Yeah. So last last two movies here are the Supergirl movie. Um they want to take like a darker tale or have a darker take on Supergirl and uh <laughs> Apparently, it's supposed to like really highlight the differences between her and Clark. Um, you know, her growing up on Krypton and Clark growing up on Earth, and like there are different uh, outlooks on on you know how to deliver Everything. justice and so on and so forth. So uh, it's supposed to be a lot darker take on her. And then the Swamp Thing movie uh, was the last thing that will apparently end Chapter One. Um, it's supposed to be a horror movie. Um, they said it's going to be really dark as well, um, but it said it's going to be kind of a standalone story that will incorporate things from the wider DCU, but it's going to be kind of a side sidestep from the rest of the announcements. Interesting. Um, Marcus says really well how a lot of comics were sold out after the DCU slate announcement. Is it, do you mean comics like the stuff that these things were inspired by, or do you mean like, like more recent books or that's cool. That's cool. I mean, that's great when that happens. The thing is, is like, like I said, we only, even if DC is not your thing, will benefit as MCU fans from the DCU actually having a plan. Totally. Like, like you know what I mean? It's going to really force the hand of the Marvel team to, like, step it up and really, like, put their best foot forward, right? So... Well, I, and I look at it as, as, I hope all these movies are great, and I would love if, like, DC came out with just banger after banger and these were all yeah. excellent movies and I was like fuck I'm in on the Superman world like I love it and yeah. I love this new Batman take and you know I just look at it as like fuck man we may be at comic book hero overkill by 2025 and like yeah that's what I actually think to be honest that's what I think is going to be yeah and that could be a and like you big like problem. you said if you can't make bank off these things because they're going to be expensive to make that's going to be a challenge well look at Black Adam right yeah. like Black Adam's it, a great example. It cost almost $200 million. It made basically $400 million. And the profit margin there is not what they want. Like mm -hmm. spending $200 million to make a couple hundred million is, is not what they're looking for. They're looking yeah. to make 
a billion and have eight hundred million dollars in profit, or especially when you look at marketing, they usually say you take the bark the budgeting and you double it for marketing. That's right. So it barely broke even. Yeah, exactly. So, so and and like I think Guardians of the Galaxy three is going to be probably really really big. I do too. And so let's say the next movie James Gunn does is Superman, and it's not that big. You know where what? Yeah. How does that look? What does that do? Yeah. So. There's a lot of yeah, questions, that, and, and casting is going to be a huge part of this too. Is who, yes. who they get in these roles, and um, yeah, James Gunn getting fired, trending on Twitter is going to happen a lot if these movies don't match um, the you know the quality of what people want, and people yep. still want Zack Snyder's universe, which was, in my opinion, really bad. So yeah, I if agree. they want that, really hungry for that, like there's a long time before James Gunn has an opportunity to shut them up and go, no, this is the quality we're putting out. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. So. We'll see, I guess, we'll see. but I don't know. Uh, Marcus said, yeah, uh, we're going back to the comics being sold out. Superman or Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow was sold out as well as All-Star Superman and Grant Morrison's Batman and Robin. Hmm, cool. So everyone's excited to see what we might be getting then. Yeah, that's great. I mean, I uh, like I said, I hope these movies are all great. It'd be awesome. But yeah, I agree. I, this, this announcement, I just felt like it was, I don't know. It, di- it didn't blow me out of the water. All I can say is that I have no attachment to DC, but I also had little attachment to Thor, to Captain America. Right. Even though I knew who they were, I never really read any books with them outside of any times they mingled with X-Men or Spider-Man. So, like, you know, my history with them was nothing, and I, I ended up loving them. So if these are good movies and they're compelling and they draw me in, I won't not like them because they're DC. Like, if they're good movies, I'll... I'll watch them. So I hope that they are. I hope that we get some good shit from this. So I agree with you. I just, like I said, like, I think we're in a very different time than we were when yeah. the first Iron Man I came agree. out and the first Thor movie came out. Like 2008, 2009 is not yep. 2025. I definitely agree. So, so we'll see. I, I, like I said, I wish them luck and I like, I, as if these movies are great, I'll see them. But like yep. uh, Shazam comes out and, what a month yeah is anybody excited for that movie because i'm not seeing it yeah i mean i like the first one but i don't really feel compelled to see this one but i mean i also haven't really seen any trailers or anything i don't care enough to like watch so the blue beetle movie that comes out later this year is anybody going to see that movie because like i think there is excitement for that for people who are fans of dc from the vibes that i get anyways because i know that i've seen a lot like i remember when the first image surfaced of blue beetle in costume everyone was like losing their mind about it so like in a good way so like i definitely think marcus would know marcus what do you think about blue beetle what are you saying he says i really hope it'll be good aside from wanting more variety in dc live action content i want some accurate depictions of these characters like a hopeful superman what a foreign concept so, yeah, yeah totally i i a hopeful superman would be great because it's so different than anything we've gotten in recent years but yeah I think Superman as a character is just kind of a boring character. Like, yeah, for me too. I'm the same. See, I want to see Blue Beetle, one of the first Latino superheroes to lead a film. Cool. I didn't know that. That's great. But like, does Blue Beetle have that big of a fan base where that movie is going to make money? That's what I'm saying. Like, for me as non DC person, like I know the name, but that's like all I know. So like, I don't really know his story. I don't know. I didn't even know he was Latino. So. So yeah, oh, he said also. See, also the blue beetle suit looks badass, and his story seems to be one of, of legacy. So okay, cool. But that movie's also like caught in this weird yes, in between space where yeah. like 
is that going to carry into the DCU? Are we keeping mm-hmm. this character around? Does this movie even matter? I guess it depends how it does. Like if it does really well, you probably would, you will probably see it again. I can imagine. And he would like James Gunn was talking such high praise on, on the flash. And I'm like, not really mentioning Aquaman or blue beetle here at all. Like, does that mean those movies aren't as high on your list or <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, totally. That's a good point. I feel like the, uh, Marcus says, I feel like that argument can also be said about Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi it appeals to some people more. Yeah. I agree. That's a good point. Yeah. I love Shang-Chi and I thought that movie was great, but yeah, same with me. did I have I any attachment to, to that character? No. Me neither. Me neither. But I loved it. Yeah. I didn't love the, I didn't love the end fight, but that bus scene is like it's one awesome. of my favorite fight scenes in all of the MCU. And the the one on the like outside of the building. Of the building? The... Yeah, scaling the building. That's fucking, fucking crazy awesome. too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it reminded yeah. me of like old Jackie Chan movies and stuff. Like it was fucking Fuck yeah. awesome. It was really good. Um no, you're you're totally right there, Marcus. And uh like I don't have any attachment to Swamp Thing at all. So like if this movie I love horror. If this movie comes out and it's like fucking bonkers good and it's like, yeah, this is a great <laughs> horror film. I'll have attachment to that character. I want the leaked Aquaman uh, to Black Mantra figure, he says. I didn't see that. I have to say, I never give McFarlane credit for shit, but over the last couple of weeks, he's been slowly revealing this four set uh, of like Batman from The Dark Knight Rises, or no, The Dark Knight Return, the second one, the Heath Ledger one. And it's uh, Batman, uh, uh, Joker, Scarecrow, Bane, and I think there's going to be one more. Maybe I missed it. Oh, uh, Two Face, but man, they look fucking really good. Like That's really awesome. good. I know. I don't ever say that about McFarlane stuff, but I'm not gonna buy them. But I mean, sure. I still think they look good. Maybe if they were like five bucks and I could get all of them and build a tight little display at work or something, I might. But uh, Marcus says, "I wish Shang Chi was more of a ground street level, uh, in my opinion, a grounded superhero film from Marvel would be a nice change of pace." I agree with you, but I also think they want Shang-Chi as part of the next Avengers team. Avengers, yeah. And he can't be like just a guy that uses his fists on street level gangs or whatever. I think that's where they're going to use like Daredevil and uh, yeah, maybe Iron Fist or something like that in the future. Like, um, So I think they want a new Avengers team and Shang-Chi is definitely going to be a part of that. Yeah, I think so too. I think he's going to play a pretty big part moving forward. So so do I. Um. So yeah, it's not you, you can't keep necessarily things at street level, but I also think uh Jesus, go away. Uh uh I think maybe that's where like Daredevil, Iron Fist, you know, uh maybe whatever else they want to incorporate out. Jessica Jones would be great. Street oh, I mean, if Christian Ritter's back, then I'm in, but if they bring Jessica Jones back, Christian Ritter is 100% in. There's no way. I hope so. Yeah, it's hard to go up from there when you've uh, in future sequels. Totally. I totally yeah, agree. I, agree. I, I don't know how you get any bigger than that, but I'm sure they'll figure out a way. But I think they're going to do that with Spider-Man because you got to look like Spider-Man started as a street level character in the first one. The second one, it was kind of bigger because he was in a different continent. And then the last one, he was like an Avenger. And, you know, by that point. Right. And it's like, and now we're going to start with Spider-Man four whenever that happens. And that's uh, he's going to be starting back as your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man because he's in a new city, new stuff, new everything. And I hope we actually get like a New York level Spider-Man in the next movie. That'd be great. I'd love that. Like, actually taking place to take in New it York. down. I'd love to take it down to like an experienced Spider-Man at this point who's just like saving people in New York and fighting street level shit. Yeah, like nobody than... nobody remembers who he is, so he's just helping out the yeah. common guy down the street, yeah, you know, man. and be, I'd awesome. be on board with that. Yeah. Um, 
the fact that that still hasn't been like announced is really surprising to me but me too but i guess they're probably trying to figure out what's going on because it seems like they are getting a lot of heat right now for what they're putting out right so yeah yeah so i get it yeah no totally uh, we'll see i i I'm hopeful, but that's a lot of stuff coming out in the next few years. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. Oh, and he did say too, like uh, they only want to do two movies a year and two shows a year, so they really want to limit on what's coming out in after like chapter one starts, basically. So I think there's almost nothing coming out next year for DC. Oh, crazy! Um, and then 2025, they want to start the two, two, two and two type thing. So they're definitely limiting what comes out, and they want quality over quantity, which I think is a good, good. Uh, I do too good good step but um you're got to remember that like this is going to be at the high time of the next like mcu avengers stuff so yep. like 2025 is i think the start the first avengers movie comes out in that right, may right, or something right, like right. that so they're going to be competing against pretty yep. big bangers so. yeah that's going to be a hard one to fight yeah mm-hmm. um i also like i was thinking about this the other day is we were when we were talking about avatar last year and we were like, well, when uh, is this movie going to do like bonkers numbers like the original and so on and so forth? We never really took into account that there's nothing coming out in theaters since of Avatar came out. Like it had True. basically two and a half months of no competition. Um, yeah. And so no wonder this movie's making so much money because there's nothing coming out. I still need to see it. I'm going to go see it. You should. I mean, it's fine. Like I said, it's 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 a visual experience. But like, yeah, that's why fact, I want to see it. The fact it came out in December and we're now in February and there's nothing competing against it. And like the next thing is Ant Man, really. That's gonna have yeah. like, finally knock it off its throne. Is like, yeah. that's just smart fucking release schedule. Like, oh, we know we can put it out here and it's gonna have two months of interrupted. On, on well, they may, I mean, the thing is, is they may not have really known that. Like, really, they'd be privy to what they're putting out. But if you look at what Fox puts out in a year, it's not a lot. Sure. But uh, I mean, maybe, but like it worked out in their favor very well. Very yeah. well. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah, it did. Yeah. Because, you know, that movie crossing two billion or whatever the fuck it's at, like, you're not doing that if there was a big movie in, you know, Christmas Day or Jan- early January or whatever. Like, this movie yeah. wouldn't have been doing that. So I agree. I agree. We never thought of we that. Had, usually, usually Christmas Day sees like multiple movies come out, right? Totally. It's, kinda, totally. it's a pretty big time, like, you know, right around Christmas. So, yeah. But yeah. Um, so yeah, we were, we were wrong there, but, um, we, we didn't think it through. We did. So. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's the end of this episode. Uh, unless there's anything else you need to speak. Oh, uh, what are you doing on web Wednesday? Oh yeah. I have D and, uh, Chris from astonishing news and reviews will join me and, uh, we're going to customize and just do some shit. I don't know if I'm going to be finishing Banshee and Dazzler or if I'm going to be starting Brainiac for Jesse Rath. So, one or the awesome. other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the, Wednesday night, 9 p.m. 9 p.m. Pacific. Pacific time. YouTube.com slash at Customs by as always. Uh, at can... Customs by Matthew. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Uh, uh, and then watch watch Paul Sun Young Lee tomorrow on his unboxing channel, Bitter Asian Dude, Inc. on YouTube. Uh, he, I, don't, I think it's at 6 p.m. PST, I think. Excellent. But yeah, he's gonna go live, and I think he's gonna open something that I made for him. So check it out. Check it out. Um, yeah, next week we'll be back with episode four of The Last of Us, and should be a banger of an episode. I hope. 
Amen to that, brother. Um, thanks everybody for commenting and watching and all that stuff. Obviously, follow us at Customs by Matthew and at Moose Milk Media. Uh, you get the podcast on podcast services on YouTube. You can watch live on Twitch. Just follow us and subscribe and all that fun stuff. Um, yeah, appreciate you all. We couldn't got to 100 episodes without people like you guys uh, coming by and hanging out in the chat and everything. Oh, so. yeah. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you all, as always. And, um, yeah, thanks, everybody, and we'll uh, catch you next Saturday. <laughs> Donuts. Donuts. Peace. Yeah, buddy. <laughs>